Hi, welcome to That's Life Podcast. I'm your host, Abby Murphy, and this is a Christian podcast dedicated to navigating the transitions of life and how to do it through a Christian lens. I'm so happy that you're here. Pull up a chair, grab a coffee, come as you are, and listen to the word of the Lord and the plan that he has for your life. Because it's hard to have it all figured out, but we can help each other together in the community of Christ. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Stay tuned to hear more. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the That's Life podcast. I'm your host, Abby Murphy, and I'm so happy that you're here. Oh, my goodness. This is a wonderful Friday. Yay, yay, yay. Double yay, triple yay, quadruple yay. If this is your first time listening, I'm so happy that you're here. I don't have to say the intro anymore because now I have the intro in the intro like a regular podcaster. It only took me till season four to figure out that I could just put it in the theme music. So now I don't even have to explain what this podcast is. But I want you to know that if you're not a Christian, you're still welcome. If you are a Christian, you're welcome. This is just an open conversation between you, between me. I can't see you, but I see the microphone, so it's basically the same thing. I'm so happy that you're here, and today I'm going to be giving you faith updates in my life. There have been a lot of changes, a lot of crazy things that have been happening, but one thing has remained the same, and that is the Lord is my foundation, and the way that he has been moving, y'all, the way that he has been moving is crazy. Um, I would give you a life update, but the life update is going to kind of be in the faith update. So basically the only thing that I have to update you on my life that doesn't relate to faith is maybe like I'm on a good schedule of using the bathroom, if you know what I mean. But like pretty much everything in my life, I mean, even that, like I have to have faith that I'll be on a good. All right. Anyways, I'm going to stop talking. I'm not cutting it out though, because I think it's a little funny. Just a little funny. It's kind of funny. Like, I don't know. Okay, anyways, before we get into it, I want to start with a little game. Because I haven't played a game on here in a while, and Jesus loves games. I I know he loves games. If I was talking about this with the cast of his story, and I was like, do you think that the disciples played, like, card games? Like, do you think they played basketball? Like, I'm sure they played games and, like, sports and had, like, like, I'm sure they did stuff. Like, you really think they were out preaching the whole time? Like, they gotta have a little R&R. Like, did they have D&D groups? Like, I need to know what these extracurriculars were. I need to know, like, did these boys play pickleball? Like, did they pray over the games that they played? Like, like past the pigeon. I don't know what it was like back in those times, but there's got to be something like hot potato. I don't know. But anyways, um, so I'm going to play a little bit of a game for you all, and then we'll get into my faith updates, uh, specifically relating to his story, but there's some stuff not relating to his story, but I mean, my life is pretty much his story the musical right now if you don't know what his story the musical is you need to go look it up because this is what episode four or episode five I don't know I've lost count of my story with his story if you want to know more about his story and the information go listen to the second podcast it'll kind of explain a little bit more of like my story how I got here but it's a musical in Dallas Texas um you should go check it out if you want to go check it out it's at the Grandscape in the colony and we've built a tent in the round with projections and turntables and elevators and special effects and sand falling from the sky and it's a cast of 16 I think and yeah 16 of us I think and um I think maybe 20 total I don't know 
there's a lot of us, but we all dance and sing and have a great time. And it's the gospel story of Jesus. Um, and it's just amazing. And I love it. And last week we had, um, three nights of worship after each of the shows. And this weekend, you're listening to this on a Friday. So on this Sunday, June 11th, is going to be another worship opportunity. So if you're in the area, Anchor Church is coming um, again, and we're going to worship from 5.15 till question mark is what they were advertising it as. Um, But it's free, so come if you want. Also, this weekend of shows, if you want some tickets, just let me know and I can get you some tickets. Uh, You don't need to pay. Just DM me. DM the podcast Instagram. I can get you some tickets. DM my personal Instagram. I can get you some tickets. Um, We just want as many people to be able to come as possible. And we're trying to get the word out for these these first up and starting weekends so that um, we can start, you know, getting this show out there. But I'm pretty sure this is going to be the last weekend that tickets are sold the way that they're being sold, meaning not for money. But anyways, come to the worship night. Come this weekend. I would love to see you. Stay after. DM me. Let me know you're here. Let's have a conversation. Let's have a, take a picture, play a game. I don't know. Play past the Pigeon. Anyways, so this game that I'm going to be playing today is, it's a BuzzFeed quiz. I haven't read it yet, so I may have to edit this out later if it's too crazy, but it's called, is this from the Bible or from a movie? So we're going to test my biblical knowledge right here, right now. And I guess, I guess this just shows if I'm a good Christian or not based off this one singular BuzzFeed test. That's sarcasm people, by the way, if you want to know. Okay. The first one, several people with an almost supernatural connection experience some strange coincidences and then it rains frogs, catching everyone by surprise. Okay, well, here's the thing, because, like, I don't know how detailed we're going, because, like, like, frogs, like, when Moses was like, let my people go, Pharaoh, one of the plagues was that it rained frogs, But, like, this thing doesn't specifically say Moses and, like, supernatural connection could be, like, connection to God, but it could also just be, like, I don't know. I'm going to say, well, it doesn't say all of the plagues, though. Oh, I'm going to say Bible. Oh, it was a movie. Dang it. Well, okay. Well, that was, like, the first starter. I know my biblical knowledge. The movie is Magnolia in 1999. It tells the story of nine characters who are interconnected by a television show. Oh, that's kind of cool. Okay. Under a threat, un, oh, under threat, a father is forced to kill his own son, but higher powers intervene at the last second. Oh, that's the Bible. Yeah. In Genesis 22, chapter 2, no, in Genesis chapter 22, blah, 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 verses 2 through 13, God commands Abraham to kill his son Isaac, and out of love for God, Abraham agrees. That's actually crazy to me. Like, even fathoming that. It's crazy. Anyways, um, however, before he can cut Isaac's throat, God asks Abraham to replace his son with a ram. Because God was like, oh wow, you've really shown your dedication to me. Man, I really would like to think that I um, am that dedicated. But if I'm just being honest here, I am human. And I would, I don't know what I would do. I mean, come on. I mean, I want to be as close to the Lord as possible. So, like, 
I would like to think I would say yes. But I don't have to worry about that right now. Anyways, number three. After moving to a chaotic new city, a family receives a message that will change their destiny. Soon after, a cataclysm? Cataclysm? C-A-T-A-C-L-Y-S-M. Cataclysm? Tears the region apart, and to survive, the family will flee and never look back. Okay. After moving to a chaotic, chaotic new city, family receives a message. So is that like Gabriel telling Mary that she's prego with Jesus? And then, I don't know what a cataclysm is, but basically they had to go pay taxes and to survive the family. Eh. I feel like this is too broad movie oh it is the bible oh genesis 19 uh verse 26 god kills everyone in sodom and gomorrah by raining fire and brimstone down upon the city the lone survivors are lot and his wife but she disobeys god by looking back to the city and is transformed into a pillar of salt okay i knew this story but i just didn't know i didn't know the specifics and i also didn't know i knew about like the salt part but i didn't know about the fire part raining fire and brimstone i just thought mary and joseph i don't know okay next one a baby is sent to earth and adopted by a humble family over time he discovers that he has special powers and at the age of 33 he undertakes a mission to save the world from itself see i would think this is a yes but mary and joseph didn't adopt jesus she just got pregnant so i'm gonna say movie correct it's called The Man of Steel. That's the movie. The child's spaceship lands on a farm of Jonathan and Martha Kent. Awesome. Okay. A woman seeking shelter in an unfamiliar town works hard in exchange for lodging. However, the presence of an outsider creates tension among the residents of the town who begin to despise and abuse her. Um, move. Okay, I'm trying to think of all the women I know. I know the woman at the well. I know the prostitute woman. I know, oh, wasn't there some girl who, like, who, like, wanted to save her family from the town burning down so she, like, snuck the disciples in? Uh, I think it's a movie. Yep, it's a movie. It's called Dogville. Well, that's cool. Okay, next one. After hearing children mock him and draw attention to his baldness, a disturbed man with special abilities calls upon two bears who emerge from the woods to kill 42 boys movie. What? Wait, what? Second Kings chapter 2, verses 23 through 24. And he went up from thence unto Bethel. And as he was going up by the way, there came forth little children out of the city and mocked him. And said unto him, Go up, thou bald head, go up, thou bald head. And he turned back and looked on them and cursed them in the name of the Lord. And there came forth two bears out of the wood and tear forty-two children. What? I had no idea this was in the Bible. Second Kings chapter 2, verse 23 and 24. What? That's actually crazy. Okay, a couple more. After her husband accuses her of being unfaithful, a woman is condemned to death. However, it comes out that she was frequently abused, both verbally and physically, by her husband, who wanted to drive her away 
so he can marry a younger woman. Movie. Yep. It's called The Stoning of Soraya M. Oh, it's based on a true story. Sorry, this is really taking a turn for sadness. I thought this was going to be a fun, lighthearted game. In the midst of war, the king falls in love with the wife of one of the soldiers. In order to marry her, the king calls upon the soldier to visit him in his royal palace. Later, the soldier returns to battle with a note that will change his destiny. Bible. Yay. I know this story. Second Samuel chapter 11. King David becomes enchanted with Bathsheba, the wife of a soldier named Uriah. King David sends word for him to return, and he is... He is received with a grand banquet. The next morning, King David sends a letter to Uriah addressed to his commanding officer. And he writes, put Uriah in the front line and leave him where the fighting is most violent so that he is wounded and dies. And that's the end. All right. So how many did I get right? One, two, um, three, four, five... Five out of seven, I feel like, isn't that bad. I feel like that's pretty okay. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that, honestly. Okay, now we're going to get into some faith updates. I'm super excited to talk to you guys about this. So let's bow our heads, open up in prayer, and then we'll get right into it. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you so much that I get to be here on this podcast talking and sharing and um, just living for you, Lord. I thank you so much for everything that you've given to us and for this wonderful day. Amen. Okay, so I have some bullet points here. And what I'm going to be talking about is Revival Night, Bible Reading Struggles, uh, Gateway Presbytery Service, or Presbytery Service, I don't know how to say it, Making Friends, uh, Grandparents, Finally Taking a Sabbath, Feeling the Most Me in a While, um, Evil in the Tent, Going with the Flow, and those are the talking points. So I'm going to talk about each one of those. There's about 10 of them. We'll go through them pretty quickly, um, but just to give you like an overview of what you're going to sit through and listen. Um, but first I just wanted to share like what's been over my heart. And the thing that's been over my heart lately is just to meet people where they're at. Um, I don't know why, but this is just the saying that's been over my heart is to meet people where they're at. And I think that just means that like so often us as Christians, we think like, oh, like, like, you know, I want you to be like me. Not I want you to be like me, but like I want you to experience this freedom and this faith that I get to experience. But it kind of hit me that like, how do we grow that trust with someone in order for them to trust what we believe is true if we don't meet them where they're at first and we and we don't, you know, see things in their world first? Um, because we're lucky enough to know the truth and the truth is firm and the truth is is foundational. And so, you know, we're able to go into places that may be a little bumpy and a little rocky and and um and I don't want it to sound like unlevel of like, oh, like I'm on a better level than you. Like that's not the case at all. We're all sinners. We're all human. But from like a Christian to non-Christian standpoint, as a Christian, I'm lucky enough to know the light. And that in itself is greater than anything anyone could ever experience ever. But how are we going to be able to allow someone to understand that if we don't meet them where they are at? Um, so that's kind of just what's been over my heart these uh, past couple of days. Um, and I wanted to share that 
um, maybe it helped someone. But anyways, okay, so revival night. So last weekend we had um, a Friday night revival night, Saturday night revival night, and a Sunday night revival night after each day of performances for his story, the musical. So the first revival night was, um, more, and the way that I'm describing all of these revival nights, by the way, it's just like worship and prayer led kind of things. Um, the way that I describe each one of these isn't like bad or good. It's just how, like, like I believe there are different ways to worship and different ways to connect. And for me personally, I connect more with like one style of worship compared to the other, but for someone else, they might, you know, do the opposite and, and, you know, connect more with things that I don't connect with as much. Um, so it doesn't make it right or wrong. It just makes it different. So this is just me describing the differences. So first night was upper room and they came and it was more like charismatic and more, uh, led in the way of like, just yell out what you feel kind of thing. Um, and there was a beautiful Zion dance company, I guess that's what it's called. Zion dance company came and they, um, dance and they had flags and the dance was beautiful. Like they were, it was like a group of people just all dancing and I'm not used to seeing dance as a form of worship, but I really thought it was beautiful. And, um, one of the cast members, her name is Leah. I mean, she just dances to worship music and it's one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. Um, it's just so spirit led. You can just see the spirit flowing through her. Um, but it's a, this was a style of worship that I don't, that doesn't come naturally to me. Um, I'm not someone who like yells out things during worship. Um, and that's what this style was. And so for the people that that resonated with, it was beautiful, but I, I struggled with comparing myself and saying, oh, well, since they're doing that, I need to do that. Um, or else I'm not, you know, worshiping good enough or I'm not worshiping hard enough, but that's not what the Lord wants. And he was just like whispering over me, like, go alone, just talk to me alone because there's no need to compare yourself. So that's what I did. I went up to the top like level of the tent and I just sat within the chairs and I just started like rubbing my hands over the chairs and praying for each person and just really kind of stayed to myself that night because I was comparing myself a lot and it kind of hit me that like we're all made different for a reason and I'm not supposed to worship the same as the person next to me um and so for them that the person that loves a more not out there church but just I mean kind of like just a more like do it yourself free spirit yell out to the Lord kind of worship that's great for someone that um that resonates with um and it was still an amazing worship night, but I just was kind of feeling like I was comparing myself. And so that was a realization that me and the Lord had was, um, you know, Javi, you're made different for a reason. So enjoy, but you don't have to force yourself out of comparison. So then Saturday night, Gateway Frisco came, my church, love them. And it was more of like a music, um, more structured music in the background kind of thing. But what ended up happening was we started out singing worship music and then um, people wanted to like share their stories. And as more and more people shared their stories, more and more people started talking and, and I started talking as well. And so it was more of like a prayer, um, inspirational message kind of night, which was beautiful. They were just all so different. And it was very inspiring and people were praying over people and it wasn't as much worship, it was more prayer. 
And then Sunday night, Anchor Church came and um, they, <laughs> I don't know who took the floor mic away because we did have a microphone on the floor, but it wasn't there the third night. <laughs> so I think maybe um, the intention was just to have a big worship party. And it was very well needed. Let me say, I was weeping. I was crying. We were jumping. People were singing. Everyone was praying over each other. It was beautiful. I mean, it was absolutely beautiful. And that it was the kind of worship that I have grown up learning, that I resonate with the most of, you know, singing the words and, and having the worship, like, lead the congregation and what to say. And um, so that was the one that I connected to the most. And it was awesome. And we were just jumping and we sang, I thank God at the end and just yelling and, and it was just beautiful. And I just was thinking about like, wow, God, like this tent is so powerful. Um, and it was just a great, a great night. So I really encourage you to be, to come if you're able to this Sunday. Um, the, the spirit is there and he is alive and, um, kind of moving on to one of my other talking points, which is evil in the tent, is that I don't think it's a, this has been our hardest week of performances and we've only had two and we're just having people drop like flies and, and the audience is, you know, they're not bad, but it's, it's not what we had hoped for. Um, and I mean, it's to be expected with the new musical, but you know, the cast is just, is getting down a little bit. Because, you know, we're running thin for small audiences. And I'm just being honest here. Um, And, you know, it's still amazing and it's still awesome. But with any new musical, there's going to be challenges. But I also don't think it's a coincidence that these challenges are coming right when we prayed over the tent for three nights. And, And it's just so strong. Like, the spirit is so strong in that tent. And, and if you're not a Christian, I still invite you to come to the show because, like, this is a theatrical production. Like, you don't have to be a Christian to go see the show. Like, we are advertising the show as a show, not as a Christian event. Um, this is a show about Jesus and his life. I'm just lucky enough that I believe and put my identity in the what we're telling. Um, and, and so, yeah, so for me personally, I, I believe that like, it's not a coincidence that these struggles are coming at this time because the devil is trying to, to have his way and make his way in, in, in something that just got strengthened and just got built up. And like, we won't have it. Like we will not allow it. Um, so that was kind of like a parallel that I saw and, And I'm just continuing to pray over the tent, pray over the people, pray over the audiences. But just know if you're sitting in a seat in in this tent, it was prayed over. Um, And my hand might have even touched it while I was praying over it. Um, That's how how specific it was. Um, But yeah. Um, Moving on to another part of um, the show is me finally taking a Sabbath. So... I'm not used to 10 show weeks. I mean, we're doing 10, nine to 10 show weeks. Um, and it's brutal. And these are shows where we never are off stage. Like my track, the, the role that I play, I am on stage the entire time dancing and moving around the entire time, like two hours of intense cardio, dancing, moving around. And for the first month it was tiring, but I could handle it. Well, (laughs) 
I'm starting to crumble. I am <laughs> um, starting to realize that I am not able to keep up with emotionally, physically, socially, everything that I had been doing that first month because it's just starting to wear on me and I'm starting to get tired in the best way. I mean, in the absolute best way. I wouldn't trade it for the world, but it's just me learning what my limits are and me learning when I need to refill and me learning when I need to regain that energy when I need to say no to things. Um, It's a beautiful process, actually. I'm really starting to like fully learn my body and learn, just have an appreciation for my body and kind of looking at it as like, wow, this is a beautiful machine, a piece of machinery that gets to tell people a story every day through movement. And I need to keep up with it. I need to stretch. I need to recover. I need to eat. I need to fuel. I mean, it's become so important to me and I've ha- I'm having such a different outlook on just specifically physicality that I've I, like I've never had this kind of outlook on my body or or physical activity before in my life because physical activity for me um, has always been working out and then art has been theater. But now in this role specifically, it's like those two things are together and I've never, you know, because like at Belmont, we we focus more we focus very, not more, but more heavily on the vocal aspect of things. Um, And so coming here where I'm in the dance role, it's crazy to see how my view has, has shifted of my view on my body and my body image. And it's, it's odd because I'm so confident in my body and what it can do. And yet I'm still struggling with viewing my body as being beautiful. And so again, I think I'm I don't think that's a coincidence because I've if you've listened to the podcast like I've struggled with all of the body things, all of the nutrition things, all of the workout things. Go listen to the podcast, they're in there somewhere. Um but I feel the most confident I've ever felt and I also am having the the worst thoughts I've ever had but they don't bother me they're just there like I don't focus on them they're just there and I think that just goes to show that like the devil is losing his power in my life um but gearing back to taking a sabbath that was a little tangent but taking a sabbath so a sabbath is basically just like a day of rest um and you know usually that would be like Sundays but for us, we have shows on Sundays, so I just take a Sabbath on another day of the week. Same idea, same purpose. I don't feel convicted about it as long as I, you know, take a, take some time for myself. And I was really, really good about taking Sundays as off days, um, but now since I'm in the show, I kind of have gone like three to four weeks without a Sabbath without even realizing it. Honestly, probably like six weeks um, because of rehearsals and everything. I just don't realize that I'm not taking a Sabbath. And on Monday, our first like off day in a while, I realized I had not rested and like I hadn't gone a day without having a plan or without like going to the gym or doing something in at least a month. I mean, I had not taken a day to rest and I cannot tell you how long. I woke up and I felt the most dead, like the most drained I have ever felt in my life. Like not an exaggeration. I felt so 
dead. I mean, like I was a little bit sunburned too. So like that didn't help. Emotionally, I didn't like, I didn't want to talk. My, I didn't have a personality. I literally was dead. Like my body was so sore to the point that like, it was just tired. I was tired. I went to the gym and was like, okay, I'm going to try to like make myself feel better. And I did a little bit of abs and some stretching, just make my body feel good. Did what my body could handle. I was there for like an hour. I came back, made some food. I laid in bed from 10 o'clock to 12 o'clock as in 10 a.m. to 12 a.m. And then went to bed. I laid in bed and did not move. And it was wonderful. And it refilled me up. I was ready to go for this week. Like when I tell you the power of a rest day, like I will never again not take at least one day a week. Well, try. I will never again try not to miss um, a full day of rest within a week again, because it is so important. I never want to feel like I did this Monday waking up. I felt, I just, I wasn't me. I was, I was just emotionally drained, spiritually drained, physically drained, just drained. Um, so if this is your sign, I posted about it on the, um, on the Instagram, but if this is your sign to go take a Sabbath, just go. Um, going along with that, I am also struggling to take Bible time um, into a schedule. And I, and because I've always just woken up and read it first thing in the morning. And it's odd because, and I don't know if this is right or wrong, I'm just speaking it because that's the point of this podcast is just to get my thoughts out there and like figure it out as we go because life is crazy. But I've, I've always been really scheduled with my Bible time. But I'm starting to find that I'm enjoying not being scheduled with my Bible time and it makes me want to read the Bible more. Like I read it when I feel drawn to it and then I like fully invest and like feel super good about reading the Bible and I'm like more into it than I ever have been. But then like in contrast, I may go through a day without reading it. And so it's like kind of odd. It's like, well, do I need to stay on this strict schedule so that I'm able to read it every day? Because that's important to me. Like I want to get into the word every day. But then also when I'm doing more of like a loosey goosey do as I feel kind of thing, I'm reading it like maybe five times a week and I'm so much more invested. But I'm not reading it every day. You see what I mean? Like, I don't know. So I'm going to be praying over it. I'm going to be thinking about it. Um, but as for right now, like, I don't know. I feel like I'm in a really good place with my Bible reading. And yet it's different than what I've done my entire life of trying to read it every day. Um, and I think it's so important to read it every day. I've preached from day one that it's so important to read it every day because, you know, if you don't, that, that the Bible is our, is our, tool to fight the evil in this world. And so if evil comes at me one day and I haven't read my Bible, I'm going to crumble and fall. And so like, I guess my thing is I just want to find a balance of staying structured in reading the Bible every day, but reading it through like when I want to in that day so that like I feel drawn and feel um, more motivated. But it's hard because like if I don't say, oh, I'm going to read it this time every single day, then I may, then I may not stick to that. So I'm just trying to find a new schedule of Bible reading um, because I'm really enjoying doing it. I really enjoy doing it when I'm at the tent. I really enjoy doing it before I go to the tent. Um, kind of just sets me up for the work day. And, but I'll keep you guys updated on that. Um, and along with 
Bible reading, I went to the gateway service. It's called Presbytery, I think. Presbytery? I, I don't know how to say it, but it's like a service where they invite um, prophecies to come or like prophets to come. People who have the gift of like prophesying over your life. And I'm going to be real, real with you guys. I am human and I am prideful. I have a lot of pride and I think I know better than God a lot of the time. For an example, when you know, people prophesy over your life, my initial thought is like, oh, come on. Like, you just made that up. Like, come on. And I'm just being honest. And it's not doesn't make it right, but it makes me human. And I'm sharing it because I believe that if we get out what we struggle with and we get out our sinful nature, um, you know, accountability is there. I, I'm putting it out so that I can work on it, make it known to other people. Um, but I just, I just... It was such a beautiful service because these prophets were like picking people out and 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 speaking things over their life and and saying what God was telling them about each and every person in the room. And it was so beautiful. But then I also ca- kept catching myself being like, okay, they just made that up. Like, okay, this is like a fortune teller thing. Like, okay, come on, people. And they were just fleeting thoughts and I didn't focus on them. I just tried to get them out and because I really was enjoying the beauty of it. Um but it's, it's also hard because those thoughts just pop in and, and I choose not to listen to them. Um, but that doesn't mean that they don't still come there. But what I've realized is that God doesn't work the way my human brain works. And our brain literally can't comprehend the the way all the almighty power that the Lord has. And like the things, the way that this world operates is not how God operates. And so, It's like God doesn't work the way the world works and my brain thinks in the way that the world operates. So when I'm sitting here like, oh yeah, come on, like that can't be real. Like exactly because it's another, it's God is so other, like God is so doesn't operate with this world that like, yeah, it's gonna seem like crazy because God is crazy. I mean, he is so out of this world, amazing and extraordinary that he does have the power to to place in someone the the gift to be able to speak things over someone's life and and um so yeah I'm trying to do more things out of my box just within the church so that I can fully just come closer to the way that God doesn't operate within guidelines and within um a box because it's beautiful that service was beautiful and inspiring and and really brought to light a lot of evil that I was harboring in my heart and a lot of pride that I was harboring in my heart. So I'm very grateful for it. Um, Gateway also, thank you, Gateway, because you have brought me a lot of friends. Um, Last week I shared that I was praying over a great, like I want like a great group of girls, a great group of friends. And wow, I mean, God works fast. I have made some of the bestest friends here. Um, I feel like I have a nice, like kind of, not like a group. I hate saying group because it sounds like clicky, but a community, like uh, a, a good community of people um, that I can reach out to if I have an off day. Like I know who I can talk to if I have an off day. I know who I can make plans with, spur the moment. Um, it's such a great feeling to have and I'm just so grateful. So I wanted to update you guys on that because that was an answered prayer request. And and friends will come and go in seasons and, and I'm sure there will be more friends. I hope there are more people that I meet along the way. Um, but yeah, I don't know. And today, someone that I met, um, 
was in the gym, this is what I wanted to share about grandparents, was this girl named Audrey, which is funny because my best friend's name is Audrey, um, but she's 83 years old and she was working out at the bench next to me at the gym this morning and I just was like, I need to know who this lady is because, you know, like, so you'll see people in the gym and a majority of Okay, listen, I love to lift, but I'm going to be stereotypical for a minute. Majority of the people that you see like near the free weights and near the benches and near like the big heavy weights is like men. And I don't think that should be the case. I mean, women are powerful and we belong with the heavy weights as well. But majority of what you see stereotypically around there is men. And so like, no, I'm not going to make friends. But there was this sweet lady and I don't know. I was just like, I need to know who this girl is. So I, I turned to her and I just went... I just want you to know, like, I hope I look as good as you when I'm your age. And then she told me she was 83 and I literally was like, what? I mean, y'all, this lady looked like 70 years old, but her name is Audrey and she's super sweet and she goes to Gateway Frisco. And we just started talking about, you know, the Lord. She was like, you know, thanks, thanks to the Lord, like that I'm in good health. And I was wearing a shirt that said Jesus. Um, and so I, I was like, yeah, the Lord is good. And like pointed to my shirt and we got into just a, a huge conversation about the Lord and her life and, and my life and his story and the church. And I mean, the way that God can just move in, in wisdom, even from just like a 10 minute conversation at the gym with a sweet lady named Audrey, um, he's just bringing me community in ways that I didn't even think. And, and I think specifically for the older generation and whoa, what the heck? My voice just like glitched. Anyways, I'm going to keep going because I'm like fired up right now for the older generation. Like I've learned so much from my grandparents. I've learned so much from people that are older than me. There was someone at the presbytery service. His name was Paul. And like he was older and, and was so sweet and just talked to him. And even at the presbytery service, they were talking about how grandparents like have so much wisdom and, and the younger generation, like needs grandparents now more than ever because we're so lost and it was just so beautiful and it really like reminded me of the importance of the older people in our lives and so I think that's why I really wanted to get to know this person because I want to be like her when I'm her age you know I want to be in good health and at the gym and 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 keeping up with myself and um but it was just it's just so important to find people like that and so I'm so happy that that I did and, and that the Lord made me bold enough to, to talk to her. Um, closing up this, these two kind of go together. So the last two bullet points I have are feeling the most me I have in a while and going with the flow. There was a point in my life and I, you know, I'm a very driven person. I'll always be a driven person, but there was a point in my life where if I didn't have everything filled up in my entire schedule for every single day, I didn't know how to operate. And looking back on that like 16-year-old girl who had to have every ounce of her life scheduled till now this 20-year-old girl who, you know, prefers to go with the flow is crazy. And I mean, for me, go with the flow is structure, but spontaneity. It's like a mix of both. I love a routine. I love to get up and do my thing. I'm a very driven person. I'm goal-oriented. But when it comes to like community and being with people, I want to be invested in that and be able to say yes to things that happen along the way. And that is that is who the Lord has made me to be. I am not someone who says, oh, I can't, you know, go hang out with you guys because I've got to go to the gym because I haven't today. Like, or I've got to go do this because I haven't today. 
that's not who I am. And I know that's not who I am. You know, I have goals and, and, you know, there are times where I'll be like, oh, I've been with these people for a couple hours. Okay. I need to go work on this thing. Um, I'll see you guys later. But there's a difference between that and just cutting off parts of your life because, you know, you're so stuck in your ways. And, you know, I used, there was a point in my life where I used to be like that and I didn't know how to operate otherwise. And it's just so crazy to see how I'm able to be, be me. Um, and I'm figuring out who that is. And 20 is a weird age because you're really just wanting to know who you are, what you're going to do with your life. But I really feel like I'm right in the middle of like understanding what that is. And I feel like I'm right in the middle of, like, I feel like I'm on the brink of, of knowing what I want to do with my life and knowing where the Lord has placed me. And like, it's going to change. Like it's going to change. Like when I'm 35, it's going to change. When I'm 42, it's going to change. But me in my twenties, like, I feel like I'm in such a good place to, be to know what I want to do and know where I want to put my efforts and have a balance between the rest and the and the social and the alone time and the drive and the goals and I just feel the most me I've felt in a while and I've had more time to focus on me I've had more time to go out and meet new people I've had more time to talk to my parents and, 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 um, make that a priority. Now, this is all very recent people. Don't get me wrong. Like it hasn't been like this since I've been to Texas. Like I've just, I finally within the past week or two had time to slow down, catch up, set, be set in my ways, understand the run of the show, understand the run of life, see, um, you know, starting to understand like when I need to just have downtime and be away from people and rest and, and when I can push myself out of my comfort zone and go pick up a new hobby or new goal that I've always wanted to try. Um, I just feel the most me I have in a while. And that just makes me awesome and makes me awesome, makes me feel awesome. Um, and it's all because of the Lord. And I'm not just saying that cause I'm on a Christian podcast. I mean, I don't know who I'd be without the Lord. I talk to him every day. I talk to him continuously, little breath prayers throughout the day. I ever in everything I do when I'm listening, like it was so weird when I was listening to like a song, like a, a, some rap song or something. I don't know. It was like something, this, something that, whatever, like boom, chicka pow. I don't know. Um, some sick beat. I was just like, God is so good. And it, the song had nothing to do with God. I don't know. Um, life is crazy. God is crazy. This podcast is getting long, so I'm going to stop talking now because I could talk your ear off forever. But, um, I love you so much. Thank you for listening. Um, come, come on Sunday. If you can, if you're near the Dallas area, come on Sunday, 515. I mean, come to the show this weekend if you can at the colony, but, um, if you can't make it to a show, try to make it to worship. It'll be worth your while. So thank you guys for coming. I love you. Jesus loves you. And that's life. Thank you so much for listening to That's Life Pod. You are now a hashtag that's for lifer. You are part of the potty people because we are always having a potty with the potty squad. That was weird. Anyways, if you want to find out more, go on Instagram, head over to That's Life Potty, P-O-D-D-Y, because you are not part of the potty people. I really need to stop with this joke. 
If you want to find out even more, you can head over to the YouTube That's Life Pod. There is a link in the Instagram bio with a link tree for more information on everywhere you can stream. Thank you so much for listening. I love you. Jesus loves you. And that's life.